Spread number love all over the globe. It's the Vibe Show Podcast. I'm your host, Kano the Don, the Vibe King, and we have a super special guest joining us on the show today. This guy here really doesn't need an introduction, but I have to introduce him. I'm talking about entertainment hosts, lifestyle expert, TV host, and brand ambassador. This guy here is amazing. I'm talking about the one and only Mr. Josh McBride. What's going on, King? What? Wow, what a nice introduction. That's so kind of you. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm actually uh, a little under the weather a little bit, but, man, I could not pass up this opportunity, man, to interview you. I'm such a huge fan. I really want to thank you for me and my um, the Vibe team. We just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to actually give us a little time. No, I'm happy to do it. I'm excited as well. Man, like... How I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Like let, let's, I guess, um, I guess we should. We I would want to give people, um, a little bit of back history on Josh McBride and yeah. what was Josh McBride doing, um, before Josh McBride started going down this career path. Got you. Okay, so I feel like. This career was always in my blood, in my veins, um, to some extent. When I was a, a, a kid, um, I grew up Jewish. I had a bar mitzvah, and I would watch the DJ interact with everybody, and I was loving that. And I thought it was like, wow, what, like, how cool is it to just basically get paid to entertain, right? right. So, and I was like, well, I, you know, I, I love that. So that's, that's fun. That's, that seems easy. So at about 14 years old, I started saving up money, and I was always a, a worker. I, I started saving up money because I wanted to DJ. Always wanted to be a DJ. So at that point, I started to, you know, market myself as a DJ. I got my equipment. I had a dual CD player. Back to that, it was CD player uh, and mixer. And I got the big, you know, JBL speakers that went on the stands. I started marketing myself. So about 15 or 16, I was out DJing school dances and, um, uh, you know, private parties for even adults. Really? So it's always been like this long time in the making. At that point, I was really into music. So, uh, you know, growing up in Boston, I begged the the top forty station to let me work there. And at that <laughs> point, they had already they had only had interns that were in college at that point. So right. I was like, No, you got to let me do it. I can help. I can I can get coffee for people. I can do whatever you need. Uh, and and sure as shit, they they said, Okay, we'll come on for a summer and be a news intern. And that sort of that that sort of started the whole thing of. of of being in entertainment. I would, I would consistently have to gather the entertainment report for the day and figure out what the news was. And, and that really was the whole reason the whole thing started. Wow. So see now, now what's striking to me is that, you know, did you always have that drive even as a youngster? Did you have that, that drive and that ambition as a youngster? Or Who has that mom or pops, or was that somebody in the family that may have had that type of motivation like that? Yeah, I think I think my parents my parents were always super supportive in that, you know, we were raised in that anything that we wanted to do, both of my parents would support, which was so helpful. My grandfather was actually in a concentration camp and was super focused on business and, and always kind of looked at me as to uh, being the only grandchild who was really engulfed in business and wanting right. to be a business person. And, uh, 
and I think that he kind of spawned this whole thing. So then going to college, I was like, you know what? I need a degree. I didn't really want to go, but I wanted to do TV. I wanted to do something on TV. And uh, when I was in college, I majored in marketing. I went to Johnson & Wales in Providence, Rhode Island for um, four years. And while I was there, I was like, you know what? Let me get a good internship. Like, I want to work in New York City because now I was like, I'm done with Boston. Providence was a little bit, uh, a tinier city than Boston. Now I'm like, I'm ready for the big leagues. So at that point, I was like, I want to look at internships. And there was a dream internship that I had seen online, and I was like, that's mine. I need that internship. And it was for Entertainment Tonight. So you know Entertainment Tonight? Everybody knows Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, that's big. It's been around for, I don't know, 25-plus years. Right. Very hard. Um. So I came to New York. I had some intern interviews. That was the last one of the day, and, and I will never forget, and I tell people this story all the time, that I walked into that interview, and I sat down with the internship coordinator or supervisor or whatever she, she was at the time, and I said, I've had four interviews today. This is my fourth. I said, I want this more than every single one of them. I said, if you offer me this, this internship right now, I will say yes, and I'll be here for summer, and I'm, and I'm ready to take it. And at that moment, she knew, and I knew, that we were going to be working together. Man, you know what? That that that's that's definitely a motivational testimony, and I and I will be giving that one too because, like, do do you think that that the stars line up like that, or or do you are you a strong believer in um, when something's for you, it's 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 for you? That's a really good question. I have this constant uh, conversation with my father about this because he said that there's luck to it. And I said, Dad, I think there's luck, but I think it's maybe half of half of 1% is luck. Mm-hmm. I said, a lot of it is hard work. A lot of it is taking these meetings that won't go anywhere, and you're sitting across the table from somebody that is not going to hire you now or maybe in a year from now or maybe two years from now, but it's knowing who that person is so down the road maybe 10 years from now or three years or five years from now, it's that person I met 10 years ago, we stayed in contact and I made that happen. And now she can recommend me for the job that she's in now. So time after time now, I've run into, I've worked next to, I've worked with these people that I interned with 10 years ago. And, and you know, I, I, I I love saying luck has to do with it, but I also hate it in that, (laughs) you know, if you put the work in, there's no option for you. There's I agree. not an option. I definitely, you got, I definitely agree. Right? Like, if you put the work in, something is going to happen. I, and see, that's what I'm saying. See, you think the way that I think because, and and you have to go into any situation that you're striving for and trying to be successful in. You have to know that it's not going to happen overnight. It's not. Right. No, it doesn't happen anymore like that. And sometimes, you know, and, 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 and what I'm seeing, you know, sometimes the things that do happen overnight, they don't really have the longevity in it either. They're here today, yeah. gone tomorrow. Yeah. I think that that's cool. So, to, to man, that, that story is, that, that's really inspiring right there and, and, and motivation in itself that, I mean, you went in with that type of confidence saying like, hey, look, I'm going in to get this job and I'm not leaving without it. I love right. it. I love that. And, 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 and look, that's not to say that everybody needs to know what they want or, um, you know, especially at that age, I think I was 19 or 20, um, 
you know, this was 10, yeah, 10 years ago. I, I, that's not to say you need to know what you want. For me, I knew what I wanted or knew in the realm that I wanted to be in. And I'm not, but, but if you aren't somebody who knows what they want, then maybe your approach is different. Maybe it's, I really like entertainment. I think it's fun, you know, but let me take four different interviews and I'm going to try, you know, my interviews that day, I remember exactly what they were. It was, a, it was one was a cat, cat being a casting person for a soap opera. And I was like, oh, that doesn't seem that exciting, but I could see where someone would find it, you know, exciting in that, oh, we are choosing the people that are going to be on TV. The other right. one was for um, a, a trade magazine called Women's Wear Daily. And I was like, well, I'm a guy. I'm not really into women's fashion <laughs> and things like that, but I can understand why that was. Right. Another one was a promotional marketing company where it was like putting branding on, you know, um, coasters and keychains. And I was like, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. We're getting somewhere. But, yeah. you know, my passion at that day was that last interview. And I knew that. And again, that's not to say that somebody else who's, who's coming up in college is going to say, I know what I want to do. But I encourage you to take, you know, if people are looking, like, take all those interviews and say, maybe you're not going to do the same approach I did, but you're going to have interest in one of them. Right, right. I got you. And and, and the more options that you have, the, the better your chances are as well to land something. A hundred percent. It's about getting in the door, though, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let me ask you this. Like, once you um, you you got that internship, and you got within those doors and the opportunity was given, um, you, you, did, did you say to yourself, like, you know what, I'm going to get in here, I'm going to ground level it, I'm going to do whatever I got to do, but my ultimate goal, whenever I get an opportunity, this is what I want to do. I'm, I'm going to take it to the next level. I just need to just, I'm in now. Yeah, to an extent, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, when you're an intern in a place like that, and it's interesting because where I work right now, we have a bunch of interns, and, and they, they act a little differently than I think probably I acted. Not for good or for bad, just different. But I remember it, it, it's being in a place like that, it's it's, uh, it's yes, man, right? It's that movie with Jim Carrey where yeah. all he says is yes. So yeah. somebody asks you to do something, yep. You know, and, and it's not like I was asking. I think I had to get coffee for one of the anchors once. Right. out of the entire summer but it's, it's yes absolutely I'll do it because you never know who you're going to meet on the journey so like right. half of the time back then it wasn't um, you know you couldn't send an mp4 of the latest real world episode that they wanted to air on entertainment tonight it was you had to go to the studio to Rachel Ray and pick up the tape and then come back and I said yes to everything and did I really want to spend time in the in the sweaty subway in New York City in the, in the, in the heat of summer no but I didn't know that if I went to go pick up a tape at the Rachel Ray show, if I'm going to meet a security guard, if I'm going to meet the front desk person, if I'm going to say hello to a producer that later in life, oh, hey, how are you? So a lot of these interactions that I had um, benefited me in the long run. The the biggest one was one day we were shooting stand-ups. They're called stand-ups. And for those that don't know what that is, that's when you go to a show, they welcome you into the show and they're reading off of a uh, a teleprompter. And that's how they welcome you to the show. One day... I. The anchor stepped down from, they call it an apple box. It's, it's basically just a box to give you some height. We were in the middle of the Times Square, and they said, Josh, how about you get up there and read the prompter? Wow. Read the teleprompter. And I said, you know, nervous as hell, of course. I said, yeah, because why Why not? And I read it <laughs> twice, and they were like, wow, that was, that was pretty decent. You know, yeah. and, and for somebody that really didn't know what hosting was or, or how to do it, it was reading off of a teleprompter, and 
I was able to, the best part about interning is I was able to then, I had the best teachers, right? They were already on TV. You right. can't pay for better teachers than that. Right. Wow. That, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, and, 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 and a lot of, a lot of times, a lot of times too, like, I just feel like you were, you, you were mentally like prepared to like, because sometimes people have that natural talent too. And to me, you, you, you come off like that. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of yours. I love your work. You make it look effortless. You know, I knew you, you know, you probably, you know, perfected your skills along the way, but you still had that natural it thing. You know what I mean? Would you I, agree? I appreciate that. I don't know what that is, but I appreciate that. Thank it's you. Like, I think it's for, it's it, like, I think it, it, it was, I've always liked people, right? So right. like this was a natural fit because I've always liked getting a story out of people. So when I interview people and I sit down and they have really cool stories to tell, whether it's their new show that they're promoting or, you know, they've been on tour for the last year or they've got, uh, a new movie coming out, everybody has a story, right? right? So, like, there's a story to tell whether they're promoting a book or not, they still have a story to tell in their life, and I've always been a person that's been intrigued and, for lack of a better term, really nosy at what, what they've been doing and what is their story. So, you know, some people, again, like you said, like, you don't need to know what you want to do. I don't think you need to know uh, exactly where you should be, and I don't know, I'm not sure where I'll be in 10 years, but right. I think I think you try things, and if they don't work, they don't work. And, and I'm sure you, you have, too, where it's like, you know what, that's not for me. Right, absolutely. And I've done that, too, where it's, I, I thought at one point, maybe I should be an actor. And then I was like, I don't like playing anybody else. Like, I don't really know how to play anybody else. Right. But I tried it, you know. How did you make, um, how did you, you, you make the adjustment to, um, I guess, Cause I don't, I don't know. Maybe you still do get starstruck around certain, certain people or whatever. But like, how do you, um, how did you? Uh, at what point did you smoothen out? You know, to like, you know what? Hey, you know, I'm comfortable. I'm in this business. I'm, I'm kind of used to. You know, did, was that something that came over time, or you just had, you know, was able to control it from the beginning? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I'm not sure to answer that fully. I'm sh I, I don't think I get starstruck anymore because I've just been, you know, around it so much that these, this is normalized. And, uh, you know, a lot of these people are my friends and we text and, um, you know, they, they, uh, I'll bring friends in for interviews or, or whatever. Um, you look, we're all people like just because they have a TV show on air or they're in the latest Netflix episode, or they have a huge movie coming out, doesn't make their anatomy, doesn't make their DNA, doesn't make them a different person than we are. We're right. all the same. I don't, I, you know, and I've always in, in, included in that. I've always, you know, I, I include, you know, race, religion, sexual orientation. There's, we're all the same. At the end of the day, everybody is the same, and whether we're treated the same is another story, but I've never felt like I should treat you better or you should treat me worse. Right. Because of who you are or your occupation or what you do for work. Right. Cause there's no need to, right? So right. like the intern at your job should be treated the same way as the executive producer and the owner of, of the place you work. They should all be treated the same. Exactly. With respect, with dignity, with honesty. Um, 
I, I, I've never kind of changed how I was to talk to whomever because I think that at the end of the day, people can see your authenticity and if you're real or not. And if you're not, people recognize that very quickly. Right. I agree with you on that. Lifestyle expert. Can we talk about that a little bit? What What makes Josh McBride a lifestyle expert? My mother asked me that. When I started working doing <laughs> branded work, so I do, along with uh, TV hosting and interviewing celebrities from you know TV, film, uh, music and things like that. I'll, t- I'll go on uh, different shows across the country and talk about, you know, best Father's Day gifts, uh, best gifts to give your dad at Christmas and your brother and your son. Uh, your back-to-school must-have under $50. And then I'll do segments along the lines of, like, celebrity sleep secrets, right? So I did a recent segment on a show. Kelly Pickler had a show called Pickler and Ben, and we talked about... Uh, there's celebrities that do different things to go to sleep. So I'll put together a segment that's around, uh, you know, looking up or knowing these celebrities and what they do. Eminem wears blue light glasses right. to deflect the blue light. Uh, you know, Kerry Washington likes essential oils next to her bed. I have no idea how I've gotten the name lifestyle expert. I think that's what you just call people in this space. My mother, the first time I did a segment like that years and years ago, my mother was like, who the hell made you a lifestyle expert? <laughs> so um, she, I don't know if she agrees with it, but um, yeah, I, I, I think the name, I, I like giving advice. I like giving tips. I don't talk about anything I wouldn't use myself. Um, so that's really, you know, that's, that's my transparency in that if I'm talking about something on TV, whether it's a product or something like that uh, or service, nine times out of ten I've tried it and I love it um, or I haven't tried it maybe it's a service that I haven't gotten around to doing a massage but it looks really cool right like right. Um, but but I, I guess that's the name you call yourself in that space oh okay I mean that that makes a lot of sense that makes that makes a lot of sense now you you you've appeared on um, numerous shows. Um, today's show, Wendy Williams show, The Daily Buzz. Um, when you're actually on on the carpet and have these opportunities to um, to interview different celebrities, do you what, what's like what's like your preparation process for um, getting prepared to do that? So. Are you talking about being on a carpet or being on like a well, a whenever, whenever, a whenever you're, whenever. Let's just let's start off with the carpet. Okay. Um, sometimes I'll know the people that are going to be walking on the carpet. So if I'm at a movie premiere, what I'll do if I know that I have to go to a movie premiere and I'm scheduled to go to a movie premiere, um, a lot of the times they don't give us and us, I say, other hosts, reporters, um, information beforehand of who's there. A lot of the time. They'll give us just a trailer, and then they'll say, here's some actors that are going to be there. But you might get a lot of actors from other shows or people uh, that are on you know, Cinemax as well that aren't necessarily from that. So what I try to do is familiarize myself with what the movie is. Um, I, you know, I'll watch the trailer a couple times and really familiarize myself with, with you know, the, the main players and who does what uh, if I haven't seen the movie. Right. Sometimes I'll get to see the movie and then be able to go. Um you know, there's there's questions that everybody wants to know 
if I'm on a carpet of a new movie, chances are, and, and, and the public hasn't seen the movie, and let's say I haven't seen it either, the questions are, let's hear about the storyline, right? Like, that's a basic question of, right. here's the storyline told by Brad Pitt himself, right? And, and what else? Who do you play, Brad? Because you've played a number of characters. Who do you play? And then I like to have fun. I'll say, oh, you guys got vacation coming up. Or maybe I'll hit them with a recent news story about themselves, or I'll talk about something that they tweeted on social media uh, or posted to Instagram. Uh, maybe we talk about their... I just interviewed Rome Flynn from How to Get Away with Murder, who has a new Hallmark movie coming out. Uh, and I talked about his exercising routine because he, he's consistently posting on Instagram that he, he lifts a lot and all this kind of stuff. So I'll get familiar with the people that I know that are going to be on the carpet prior to and this way, I kind of have an idea or a sense of, all right, here's what I'm thinking. Got you. Okay. Have you have you ever been in this? What's been the worst experience that you've experienced um, with interviews? That is a really good question. And I only have one, maybe two that have come to mind. The first one was I was working at a carpet years ago, um, and... It was for the Trevor Project, so the Trevor Project, the nonprofit right. for uh, suicide prevention hotline for uh, kids that are struggling with LGBT, um, you know, coming out, things like that. And I remember there was this big carpet, and they had performances this night. It was a huge fundraiser, and I think I asked a very well-known director something like, "Any surprises in store for tonight?" And he looked at me and said, "What a dumb question! What, oh, what a dumb question!" And I, I shook my head, as like, "What?" Wow. And he said, what a dumb question. How can, how can we expect surprises when they're supposed to be surprises? And he left and walked on. Oh, wow. And here was my thing. Now, while that may have not been the best question, if this director knew anything of what he was talking about, he would realize that my interview with him was not going to air within the next 10 minutes. This wasn't a live shot, and he knew that. Right. So he could have said a little something in that, you know, Lady Gaga's going to do a stellar performance. Yeah. But I didn't like that. Another time was I was on a very well-known woman talk show, and I'm not going to say you've already mentioned it, <laughs> and when you go on talk shows to provide facts or reports or assumptions, there is a full, and people don't know this, there's a full legal team behind the show of, Josh, you can say this, but you can't say this. And if you say this, you have to say allegedly. Or if you say this, you have to say reports are saying. Really? Because there's so much. Uh, this show essentially is protecting themselves so they don't get sued by these celebrities, these uh, outlets. And gotcha. I was covering one thing at one point where um, it was really hard as far as the the, the lawsuit lingo behind the story that I was covering. Right. And I had a really tough time. I'm not a lawyer. You know, <laughs> I like to be on air because I like to interview people. I like to talk to people. I don't like to recite laws. That's not who I am. I didn't want to be a lawyer. And that was really challenging for me. And it didn't turn out bad. It just wasn't my best. And, and with that being and with that being said, what what's your take or your perspective on celebrity gossip? How do you feel about that? Uh, look, I think it's a part of our, our culture and our nature, and I think that if, if our friends and family are gossiping, I think that people are going to be gossiping also, right? So right. if you have a fight with your friend, you're going to go tell your other friend that you fought with them. You know, that's a business. But just 
that's a business for people that are celebrities. And, you know, I've been one to go on shows and say reports are saying this. And, and look, people eat that stuff up. Right. They love it. They, and, 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 and there's entertainment behind it. Right? So I, 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 think, I think it's always going to be something. It's never going to be, it's never going to stop. It's not, I mean, there's such a market for it. Look at, look, at a, look at a little website that no one knew years ago called TMZ. Right, right. And look at them now. Yeah, they're one of the colossals right now. Right. That's it. That, to me, it, 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 it is something, and, and I agree with you on that. It's something that's, that's not going to go away. And, um, you know, you, you got to know that, you know, when you're in the entertainment business, you got to know that, I mean, your life is like on watch all the time. You know, it's always going to be a camera on you. It's always going to be something. You can't, yeah. really, can't really hide from that unless you just don't come out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that some celebrities get irritated with that, and I, I get that. I 100% get that, because I think there's a time for privacy, and I think that's, you know, but I think it's, I think it's, you have to take the good with the bad. And right. that if you wanted this public limelight life, unfortunately, you, that comes with you being very, you want people to show up at the movie theater, but you don't want them to bother you while you're eating at the Cheesecake Factory outside in the middle of L.A. Right, right. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely get that. Now, um, television hosts, can we differentiate the, 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 the difference with the different hats that you wear? Okay, you know, you have the lifestyle expert title, um, the television host um, title, and, uh, of course, brand ambassador. Can we explain, um, let, let's, matter of fact, let's start with the brand ambassador. Can we explain that um that title to people so they can listeners who don't really maybe understand what that is, you can explain what it is to them so they can understand it. Yeah. I, I, I don't really call myself a brand ambassador overall, but when people do it, it's, I'll work with different brands as a spokesperson so that, um, that where I'll talk about their brand and them and I have a partnership, um, in that I believe in their brand and they believe in me and there's this cross promotion between us both. So that's really the extent of that. Uh, TV host is fully working. Um, and I hate saying TV host because we're in an age where, you know, it, you don't need to be on TV to be a host. Right. You know, so you say TV personality or host or I'm not, you know, kind of a mix of the two. Uh, that is strictly heading, being on TV or being on a digital outlet or being on a red carpet that's airing on somebody's Instagram or whatever. And that is doing, conducting an interview or doing standups like we talked about, you know, where, where you're introducing a show or introducing a package of some sort or uh, being a correspondent of something. And then lifestyle expert is really when I go on TV to talk about uh, tips or tricks or uh, provide advice. Like, again, you know, best examples are best gifts for your husband for Valentine's Day or right. your back-to-school essentials that you can grab under $50. So those are kind of the three different buckets that I would shove myself into. Wow. Now, the the Daily Buzz, how did that, um, that come about? 
So the Daily Buzz was a, was a larger show years ago, maybe a couple of years back, and they were a pretty big show. Um, they set this show, um, and I, for reasons I don't actually know, a new company picked the show up and said, we want to use it. Um, it's now a syndicated national show airing on 200 different markets. And then it also airs on Pop TV, which is the old TV guide. People remember the old TV guide. Yeah, channel. yeah, I remember that. Uh, and I, yeah, so I've been working on that show for about two and a half years. Um, it was a mutual agreement that I would work for them, and they had seen my work, and that uh, they, you know, appreciated my work, and I appreciated them. So that's been really fun. We had Jordan Sparks in last week, and. Um, I made her sing No Air with me on my Instagram, which failed miserably. <laughs> but um, it's a fun story to tell. Advice-wise, how would someone that maybe have a good show idea and um, maybe have been grinding, doing some things, um, you know, with no major backing or anything behind them or anything like that, and, and they feel like they've reached their kind of reach went as far as they could possibly go what advice could would you give them as far as trying to maybe pitch their show or their idea to uh someone that could help them go to the next level right so i would first say that is this as far as you could go and that would be my first question to ask yourself have i done everything i can i'm going to put it on me have i done everything i can to push this along. And 99% of the time when I'm going to ask somebody that question, they're going to say, yeah, I've done everything. Yeah, I've, I've gotten everything done. And then I'm going to say, really? So what resources do you have at your fingertips? Right? You have social media. You have an email account. You have uh, LinkedIn, which is probably one of my best friends for many, many years now, you know, a, a professional networking site. Have you done, and I'd ask the question again, have you done everything you possibly could to push this to the last possible place before somebody can help you. And if they say yes, then I'm going to ask, have you done all these things? And and what, what's the end-all, be-all goal, right? Is it to get your show on TV? Because remember, right now it's 2019, and we're, we're in a new wave of there's so much more than just TV, right? right there's digital right. programming, there's Hulu, there's Netflix, there's HBO Go, there's plenty of places for content versus just ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox. Got you. What I would tell somebody is get on a site like a LinkedIn and look for exactly who. So if, let's say we're coming up with a show and it's about, it's a crime show. First, I'm going to think to myself and start jotting notes. Okay, so who, what kind of shows are already out there? Is there any shows that are similar? Is Cops similar? Is Law & Order SCU similar? You know, these shows are still on the air. And what I'm going to do is work backwards. Who produces those shows? What networks are they on? Do I need to know those people at those networks? Because those people are the ones putting on shows like this. Right. And I'm going to work backwards. And then what I do is I go to LinkedIn, or, or, or first I actually go to Google and type in, let's say I type in Law & Order SVU. And the IMDB page of Law & Order SVU comes up. And I look down and I thought, it says, oh, produced by... Whomever, I don't know who it's produced by. And I'm going to go, oh, that's interesting. So I'm, then I'm going to Google the production company that produces it. And I'm going to see, oh, well, they produce 10 different shows on air, and, and they're all crime-related. Maybe they'll enjoy a crime show. 
Then what I'm going to do is if they don't have any contacts on their website of, of who to reach out to, I'm going to go over to my LinkedIn account. And LinkedIn is free. You can have a basic account on LinkedIn just like you can on Facebook for free. And I'm going to type in that production company or I'm going to type in that network or I'm going to type in somebody's name that I saw that I want to connect with. Right. And then I'm going to connect with them and hope that they connect with me back. And maybe I put a little note into it saying, you know, I'm, I'm new at this. I'm looking to pitch an idea to someone. Is there somebody that would be answering that could help me? Now, before that, you want to make sure that, and I, I've had a lot of lecture. I've done a lot of lectures on social media. You want to make sure that that profile is up to date. I don't want to see you with a shirtless photo on LinkedIn. I don't want to see you with a half-ass profile of you worked at Dunkin' Donuts for one summer. Right. I don't want to see, you know, I want to see a, a professional resume, whether you have experience or not. I want to see something that says, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to at least accept this person's request from an executive standpoint. Got you. Yeah. Because I want to know that I'm working with professionals. Uh, you know, if I was at a production company, I would want to know that. So first, I, that's what I'm going to do. But then there's an easy way to navigate. It, it's working backwards, right? So it's completely, we, we took the show that we like or the show that's a mystery show or a crime show, whatever we said, and we worked backwards. We looked up the show, we looked up who produced the show, we looked up names from the show, and we worked backwards. Now, there's ways that you can work forwards, of course, but this way, it's a streamline of an easy way for people like you and I, who, who are simple, who may not know how to get you know, to a production company or to a network or connect with somebody. It's a simple way of watching TV, consuming content, knowing what your show, if you're pitching a show, what it's about, and then working backwards. So people like to overthink that, but it's pretty easy. Man, I, I just, <laughs> that was, that was, that was what I was needed. So in, anybody that's out there that, and that was actually a, um, a question from one of the, uh, one of your fans that, that threw out the email that uh, wanted to ask that question. And I definitely asked, asked that and you answered that very well a lot of information there um what's new what's new what, what's what, new? what's 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 going on what what can we be looking for i know you got a lot of stuff that's probably about to happen or is happening already what is new that's a good question so there's always there's always new stuff there's always consistent new interviews i work on a show called celebrity page which is also syndicated and a lot of different markets. We air on the real channel also. If you're in L.A., we're on KCAL. If you're in New York, we're on ABC. And then kind of we follow everywhere else besides that. Uh, so there's consistent interviews there. We have somebody in today from Shark Week who has a show on Shark Week. Tomorrow we have Nancy Grace coming in, so I'll be sitting down with her. Wow. Uh, we were supposed to have uh, Yandy Smith. You'll know her from Love & Hip Hop. Uh, come in. So there's consistent interviews that you can catch up with there. I, I post all of them, most, a lot of the stuff, most to a lot of the stuff on my own Instagram. Um, and then the only reason I gave that advice for development is I'm actually doing a bunch of that as well. And remember that for the people that are listening, if, if they're interested in creating a show, that's, that's great. And don't let anybody saying that they want to create a show deter you because there's so many outlets. So, so I'm in development to answer your question, but there's so many outlets right now that are looking for anything and everything because how are we finding our information now? How are we being entertained now? Well, we're looking at our phone. Right. We're looking at Twitter. We're looking at Snapchat. We're looking at our Hulu account to see what's new. We're looking at Netflix new releases. We're looking at 
Facebook Watch with um, Red Table Talk with, with Jada Pinkett Smith. There's so many different outlets now. And, and uh, one more piece of advice to add to that last conversation of development is that it, it is don't immediately think Fox, NBC, CBS, uh, ABC. That, those are great networks, and, and, you know, I'm sure they get pitched probably pretty frequent and, and often. But there are so many other places that are dying for John Smith's or Susie's new idea for this game show that could be a really fun game show, and it could live on True TV or it could right. live on VH1 too, or, you know... I, and there's that piece of advice that the other part is being in this industry, learning that no is not the end. Right. So learning that uh, no will will not be the end. It's just that door might be closed for the moment. And this industry is forever changing in that you might have a job one day and not have a job the next, and they might love you in three weeks, and then they might hate you in seven. Right. You know, and that's, again, not to deter anyone, but that's also to like myself, as you put yourself <coughs> in different buckets. Right. You, you put yourself, make sure you can do more. And we were having that conversation at work today in that, you know, people have been coming into interns, and the more skills that you know or say that you can learn or want to learn, uh, the better luck you're going to have. So if I go in and say, hey, look, I can bring um, celebrity talent in because I have friends that I've connected with over the last 10 years. I can bring brands in to support and fund segments on the show. I can host my own segments. I can produce my own segments. And then if I was really good, I could say I could edit my own segments on the computer and get them to you. Right. right? So like for those listening that are like, oh, I just want to be a, 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 a TV host or I just want to be an actor. Those are great. And that's a great thing. But guess what? You're up against a lot of people who are just a host or just an actor and more. Right. right? They're, they're more than that. You're... We say we have a joke with a friend. We say multifaceted. Man, it's, you got to be multifaceted. It's funny you say that because that's how you. That's how I feel, and and um, I really appreciate that info that you just gave because that was something that I myself needed to hear as well. That that was really really helpful about um, you know just it's it's other opportunities out there not just these major networks and stuff it's so much out there and i really really uh i really appreciate that um if this is uh, i want to ask you too can we put can we put out your social platforms in different ways that people can connect with you or try to uh reach out to you in any type of way can we put your platforms out there for sure so it's at joshy mcby so j-o-s-h-y so joshy M like in Mick Bride, CB. So people can absolutely message me. Most of the time I'll answer unless you send me something creepy. Um, I'm, I'm happy to help with people having ideas or, or need advice or, you know, they want to take a hosting class or want to be a lifestyle expert but don't know where to start. I know a lot of people that, you know, want to be on QVC and that's their dream. And so they, there's, there's great places to start because, Again, it's 2019. There's great places to train, even from your own house, where you can be with someone on Skype who can coach you. Right, Josh. I, I gotta, I gotta ask you this too, man. Um, I always ask, ask my guests this, and I mean, you have been dropping nothing but a bunch of jewels for um, a lot of people like myself and a lot of people that 
have that interest in getting to into the field that you're in or following your footsteps um if you had an opportunity to to speak to a room full of people that um had ideas and 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 you know was full of inspiration but needed some professional guidance or needed some words of wisdom or some encouragement and you had that opportunity to speak to that room full of people, um, what would you tell them? This is terrible that I'm going to quote this person because I don't agree with this person at all. But this person, and I'll say the quote and then I'll say who it was from. I, I believe she said no was the start of the negotiation. And I like saying no was the start of the conversation in that, and by the way, Omarosa said it, who I'm not a fan of, but... If you get turned down, and we've talked about it more than here, that's one person at one place at one time. If it was that easy, we'd all be doing it. Right. If it was so easy to make as much money as Taylor Swift, we'd all be doing it. So it's going to take time. It's going to take hard work. It's going to take having uh, a backbone, but also having an opinion. I think people see through people very easily, especially on TV and on digital platforms and on social media. We know who's BSing us. We can see right through them if it's something that the person doesn't really believe in. We can see if they're, they're being fake on a show. Right. You know, I, I want to also say one more thing in that my biggest uh, accomplishment in the last five years happened last year. And here's the story, and, and, and tell me if you can appreciate this at the end. I got asked to do commentary, which is not uncommon. I've asked to do, been doing commentary on entertainment stuff for many years now where I'll go on the local CW network or I'll go on the Today Show or I'll go on Wendy Williams and the talk. So I was asked to do a commentary on <clears throat> Fox News. Now, I'm a pretty liberal guy. I don't agree with 99.9% .9 of the stuff that is said on Fox News. And the topic of the conversation was the Video Music Awards of last year. They're coming up this year, but they were the Video Music Awards of last year. Right. And the conversation was, and I don't know if you saw it, but Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart had gone up and they were presenting uh, awards, and they had some jokes to make about um, the president. Yeah, I've seen that. They had some jokes to make about the president, and basically what they wanted me to do was give them the liberal, and this isn't the liberal side of things, if you ask me, this is the, the, the normal people side of things. Right. That what, what we, as quote-unquote liberals, apparently I was giving the liberal, you know, uh, opinion, what we thought. And so I went on there, and everyone says, they says, you went into the lion's den. And I went up, I, I, and I say went up against, but I was, was um, across the table from a Fox News anchor, a white male, and sitting next to a white female who also worked at Fox News as a contributor commentator. And my thing was that they were telling me that the, 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 the ratings for the VMAs were down, and the reason that they're down is because people like Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart make a lot of opinions and a lot of, you know, 
and talk about the president and talk, you know, uh, and BS, uh, you know, whatever. And so I came at them very calmly and said, okay, you have to remember these are two comedians. Right. And if we're going to get deeper, these are two black comedians. Right. And I'm not black, so I'm never going to know what that's like. But what I, what I do know is that this, this president hasn't been so great to black people. Or, right. in fact, people that were MTV's audience. Now, MTV, we've seen uh, LGBT people. We've seen um, uh, uh, black, white, everything in between, and, and blue and yellow, everything in between for years. Right. I, you know, for years. And I said, this president hasn't been so great to these people, whether it was the LGBT community, the black community, anybody. And so these, these two, two black comedians should be able to say whatever they want to say. Right. And I got yelled at, and they thought they were handing, uh, handing my ass to me. And it was the proudest moment um, of my career thus far, because it was the most authentic I could ever be, sticking up for um, my black and brown brothers and sisters and sticking up for my LGBT brothers and sisters. And there was about... 30 minutes to an hour of a really hard part where I got off the show and I looked at Twitter and I was called every name in the book from uh, the derogatory F word for gay people to the derogatory N word uh, for black people. Wow. And I remember calling my mom and being like, you know, like this isn't, I don't want, I'm not, I'm, I, you know, I don't like, I don't like being called these things. But then, a day or two later, I posted that clip, a minute of that clip, to my Instagram, just out of fun, and I heard from people that I never met before, and people that had followed me, or people that had discovered me, and they were my LGBT, they were my uh, black and brown brothers and sisters, they were, um, you know, frankly, everybody saying that you walked into the lion's den and you crushed it and you were authentically yourself and you stuck up for um, underserved and, uh, and, and, and not and, and communities that didn't pay attention um, or, or didn't get attention paid to by this president and you killed it. And that to me was, was an eye-opening experience. And I know that story was a little long, but from an authentic okay. standpoint of view, that was the most authentic I've ever been on air. And my advice, if I was to give one piece of advice, going back to your question, to that room of people is who cares about that first, second, third, 10th, 20th no? And then are you authentically being yourself? Uh. And if not, you need to do some soul searching before you get into any career. Because at that moment, I knew this is what I wanted to do. This is who I wanted to speak up for, and this is who I am. Amazing. Amazing. It couldn't have been said no better than that. And and that experience, that experience right there, like, that was touching. That was really touching. And for you to to still push through, you know, and, and, and it kind of it kind of shown you the you know the, I don't know how often you're able to step outside the the box a little bit and and kind of see how far you've you've come yourself, but it kind of you know I'm I'm, I'm sure it was a good feeling like wow like you know I got a whole bunch of love 
and a whole bunch of support too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It, it was that was that was the um, the the sun after the storm. Right. It was that I was able to not only speak up for people that I really care about and that I have, you know, have had friendships and relationships and, and family members that have been these um, minority communities, not speaking even color, but, you know, LGBT, whatever. Right. Is that I was able to give them a voice and as a white man, they needed that. And Fox News needed to hear that. And their viewers needed to hear that. Wow. And you know, I want to, um, <coughs> excuse me, I want to ask you this question too before we, um, before we wrap up. How much, if, if you could say at all, is all news real news? That is a hard question. <laughs> I think, I don't know how much I should answer that because I think that there are news outlets that exaggerate and give um, alternative facts or, which, what, what the heck is an alternative fact? I don't even know why I said that. That's not a thing. Alternative fact is, it's just not a fact. Right. It's, that's, when, that's, that's a, um, it's a contradiction, right? An alternative fact. Uh, how much, you know, I, the challenging part about that question now is we're in an environment where we are led by somebody who changes actual facts to not be facts. Right. So it's very hard. What I do, the only advice I can provide for that is I try to watch a range of things and then I'll go to the source exactly themselves. So if it's, if it's oh, Kamala Harris said this, and let's say an outlet on TV is reporting that, I want to know if she actually said that. So I'm going to watch that outlet. I'm going to watch maybe two or three other outlets to see what they're saying. Right. And then I'm going to go to the source and look at what she's saying on social media. What does her website say? Like, you know, if it's, oh, she voted on something, well, I'm going to pull up the vote. Gotcha. So it's about doing your research, I think, at the end of the day. Got you. That, that, that makes a lot of sense right there. And, and that's what I try to do. I, I try to do as much as I can. There was a question that uh, another... Uh, another one of the listeners had and I thought I would I thought that was interesting I get that out there um man I just want to I want to thank you so much and I have to ask you to come back on here again man it's it's still so much stuff that we could um cover and touch and talk about 60 minutes is not enough time to talk to somebody like you man I really really appreciate this and um I'm wishing you more blessings and more success on your path to all of your accomplishments that, that you're accomplishing and are going to accomplish. Thank you, and I'm, I'd be happy to come back. Absolutely. Thank you so much, man. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your host, Kano the Don, and my special guest, Mr. Josh McBride. We are out. Mm -hmm.